You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. Check out my website, mimifootnip.com, for more about me. I want to start today's episode by thanking my patrons, Tevin, Riker, Not a Golfer, Ray Sean, Eric F, Eric J, Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havaianas Fan, Austin, Mark Miss Jess, Joe, and Major Dave. Thanks for your continued support of the podcast. If you're a listener and you'd like to throw some support at the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash pedal pumping podcast and subscribe. Or you can do other things like favorite and download the episode or give the podcast a five-star review or share it with a friend. You can also subscribe to my OnlyFans or buy a clip out of the clip store. It's not exactly supporting the co- the podcast, but it supports me and puddle pumping um, and making more content and just exploring and having more fun with this. Uh, other ways to support the podcast, you can do a one-off donation. You could... Uh, send some content in for me to share on the podcast, like send a story or a question or something like that. Um, A cool video clip. I mean, not don't send me someone else's video clip. uh, But if you uh, maybe film something yourself, or if you you know, and you have the, the rights to it, or if it's like a YouTube video, you can send me a link on to something on YouTube that I could watch and maybe share with the community. Um, yeah, the whole point is, I, I guess what I'm getting at is this is an interactive community and it's through your participation in whatever way that makes sense for you that we continue to grow and build and um, have a community here. So I want to thank everyone who participates. And if you're just a, a, a quiet listener, thank you for listening, but consider participating. We, you know, we want to hear from everybody. So without further ado, we'll do a quick little commercial break and then hop into an email from listener Matt. All right, we're back from the break. Welcome back. I'm going to read this story. It's a long one. So um, I do have an actual real life cranking situation that I observed uh wasn't me cranking but I was out taking a walk and I saw a woman struggling with a minivan and I will share that next week Um, but I want to get into this quite lengthy story so I'm going to read this first this is submitted by Matt and it says uh, the title is Mimi and Debbie and Jennifer and Jane the hot female head teacher parts one and two part one It was the last day of the school week before the weekend. Mimi was finishing up her last lesson of the day. Mimi was wearing a short red sweater dress and knee-length black leather boots. The students had just left the classroom and it was silent. Mimi put her students' coursework in her folder for her to take home and mark, ready to be handed back to the students on Monday, and picked it up along with her handbag and left the classroom and locked the door behind her. Mimi made her way to the staff room. On the way to the staff room, she saw Debbie, who was wearing a gray skirt suit and black stiletto heels. She was standing by the students' lockers, chatting with a few students, and she waved and said hi. Debbie replied, hey, Mimi. Mimi opened the staff room door and put her folder and handbag on the empty seat beside her and sat down and crossed her legs. 
The staff room door opened again, and a woman with shoulder-length permed auburn red hair with blonde highlights, who was wearing a black jacket, a white blouse, and a short baby pink woolen skirt and, and pink stiletto heels, walked in and sat down opposite and said, Hello, I don't think we've met. My name is Jane, and I'm the head teacher here. I've seen you from time to time around the school, but never had the chance to say hello before. Mimi looks at Jane and smiles and says, Hi, my name is Mimi. I'm an English teacher here along with my friend Debbie. Just as Mimi is finishing her sentence, Debbie walks in and sits next to Jane. Jane tells Mimi that she met Debbie in the corridor earlier and introduced herself. Mimi then asks Debbie and Jane if they had weekend plans. Debbie replies that she's off for the weekend, away with a couple of old school friends. Jane replies, no plans yet. Mimi replies that she has a ton of marking to do this weekend, which she kind of hates, but it has to be done. Debbie gets up from her seat and says goodbye to Mimi and Jane and tells them that she'll see them on Monday. Mimi and Jane both say goodbye to Debbie as she exits the room. Jane remarks to Mimi that she sensed a bit of tension between Mimi and Debbie. Mimi replies, oh, it's nothing, just two friends trying to navigate life and figuring out where they fit in each other's lives. Jane smiles at Mimi and says, well, my door is always open if you need someone to chat with. I know how complicated mixing work life and personal life can be sometimes. Mimi smiles back at Jane and dangles her shoe off her foot, trying to catch Jane's attention. Jane watches Mimi's shoe dangle off her foot and looks up at Mimi with a wink and says, are you flirting with me? Mimi coyly replies with a cute smile, maybe. Jane looks at Mimi and says, You look like you could do with a stiff drink. Let's get out of here. I know a great bar that does half-price cocktails. Mimi replies, Yeah, that would be great. I rarely drink these days, but I have had one hell of a week. So I think I'm entitled to let my hair down once in a while. Just as Mimi is finishing her sentence, Debbie walks back into the room and says, Weekend trip is off, as her old school friends have been hit with a stomach bug. Mimi and Jane look at each other and think, Damn, our evening is now ruined. Mimi asks Jane if she can have a few minutes alone with Debbie. Jane says, of course, I'll go and make sure all the classrooms are tidy and locked up, and I'll come back and meet you here in about ten minutes or so. Jane exits the room and closes the door. Debbie enters and sits down opposite Mimi and says, Can we talk? Mimi says, I was about to ask you the same thing. Debbie says, I know things have been tense recently since Matt moved in with me and Jennifer moved in with you and I just wanted to clear the air and say I'm glad that you have Jennifer as a mate to live with and I hope you can get used to Matt living with me now. Mimi replies, oh I had no issue with Matt moving in with you. I just got used to having him around and I got used to being around you as well and if I'm totally honest I miss you and Matt watching me struggle to get my car started every morning and I miss when you both used to watch me struggle with the minibus before you decided it should stay at the school and can only be used for school purposes and you should get yourself a car. Debbie replies, that's really sweet. You know I'm kind of jealous that Jennifer gets to watch your car struggles every morning instead of me and Matt now. Mimi replies, well, you and Matt are welcome here anytime and I know that Jennifer won't mind both of you watching with her either and she might even like the company. <laughs> Debbie chuckles. Mimi says to Debbie that she has a favor to ask. 
Debbie replies, ask away. Would you be willing to be mine and Jane's designated driver tonight? We planned on going to a bar that Jane knows for cocktails, but I left my car at home as it refused to start for me this morning, and Jane's car is at her house, and I know how much you're not a drinker anyhow, like me, but tonight I wanted to let my hair down after a hell of a week. Debbie says, sure, I don't mind. Let's go. Just as Debbie and Jane and Mimi are about to leave, Jennifer walks into the room and says hello to Mimi and Debbie. Jennifer is wearing a purple jacket and a blue t-shirt and a leopard print miniskirt with a white strappy sandals. Jennifer already knows who Jane is as they spoke earlier in the week, so Jennifer says hello to Jane as well. Jane replies, hi Jennifer, myself and Debbie and Mimi were just about to head out to a bar for drinks. Jennifer says, oh cool, that sounds nice. Jane replies, yeah, we've all had such a rough week and we just want to let loose at a bar and have some fun. Would you like to come out as well? Jane asks. Jennifer thinks for a moment and politely declines and says, maybe next time. Jane says, okay, that would be nice. Jane then tells Debbie that Mimi and Jennifer's place is on the way to the bar so they can drop her off on the way. Debbie says, okay, let's go. Debbie and Mimi and Jane and Jennifer pick up their belongings and leave the staff room and head to the car park. Debbie locks the school doors behind her and they all walk to the car park where Debbie's car is parked. Debbie's car is a red Austin Mini Metro with beige interior that she bought from Jennifer. Debbie unlocks the car, opens the door, and pulls her seat forward. Jane and Jennifer climb into the back seat and Debbie pushes the seat back and leans into the car, puts her handbag and coursework folder on the back seat behind the passenger seat, then climbs in and closes the door. Mimi gets into the front passenger seat and puts on her seatbelt and closes the door. Debbie and Jane and Jennifer all put on their seatbelts as well. Debbie puts the key in the ignition and wiggles the gear stick to make sure it's in neutral. Debbie turns the key. Chug, 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 vroom. Debbie finally says with a sigh of relief, I thought it you, you wasn't going to start for me. Jennifer remarks that the car isn't fond of the cold weather and that it was always a battle for her to get it started while she owned her. Debbie runs her hands through her hair and sits back in her seat and gently revs the engine with her sexy heeled foot, hoping to smooth out the spluttery idol with her revving vroom, 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 vroom. Debbie starts to gently bounce in the seat as she revs. Debbie says the car seems to be better now and reverses out of the parking space by looking in her rearview mirror. Then she pulls away in first gear and heads for the exit of the school complex. Debbie drives towards Mimi and Jennifer's apartment with no issues. Debbie pulls into a car parking space and stops the car and turns off the engine and opens the door and gets out, then pulls the seat forward, allowing Jennifer to exit the car. Jennifer says to Debbie, thank you for the lift. I'll see you at three ladies at school on Monday. Mimi and Jane both say goodbye to Jennifer as she walks to her apartment. Debbie waits for Jennifer to go into her and Mimi's apartment before pushing her seat back and climbing back into the car. Debbie asks Mimi if she would swap with Jane so that Jane can direct her to the bar and Jane says, no need, I can direct you from the back seat. Okay, Debbie replies. Debbie puts her seatbelt on and says to Mimi and Jane, let's go and have a few drinks. We only have an hour before the half price drinks promotion is over, so we better hurry. I hope it's not too far from here. Jane replies, it's just on the other side of town, about 10 minutes drive from here. 
Debbie wiggles the gear stick and makes sure it's in neutral and puts the key in the ignition. Mimi remarks to Debbie, Where's Matt? He wasn't at school today. Debbie replies, Oh, damn, I told him to take the day off as he wasn't feeling too good. He woke with a fever and I was supposed to go pick him up something to help him feel better, but I totally forgot. He's probably really angry and left me texts and voicemails on my phone. Jane says to Debbie, Call him. He'll be fine. He knows you won't forget on purpose. Debbie pulls out her phone and dials Matt's number. The phone rings, and then Matt says hello. Debbie says, oh, hi, Matt. It's Debbie. I'm at Jennifer's house. I just dropped her off, and I'm with Mimi and Jane, and we're about to head to a bar for drinks. Matt replies, oh, hi, Debbie. I'm okay. I'm just tired and out of sorts right now. Debbie replies, do you need me to come home and check on you? Matt replies, no, it's fine. I'll be okay. You and the girls enjoy your evening at the bar. Debbie says, okay, Matt, I'll see you later. I won't be late. I'll be home in about an hour and a half. Matt says, bye, Debbie, and ends the call. Mimi remarks to Debbie and Jane, we should forget going to the bar and just get a couple of bottles of wine from the local store and drink them at Debbie's place. Debbie replies, no, it's fine. Matt needs to rest. We can go to the bar for a couple of drinks, and then I can drop you and Jane off, and then I can drive back home to Matt. Okay, Mimi replies. Debbie puts the key in the ignition and turns it. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, baby, not now, Debbie begs. Mimi says, try the choke. Debbie says, okay, and pulls out the choke. Chug, chug. Oh, come on. Start for me, Debbie begs passionately and pumps the pedal faster with her heel. The car smoothly idles, and Debbie reverses out of the parking space and starts the journey to the bar. Debbie arrives at the bar and parks the car, and Debbie and Jane and Mimi exit the car, and Debbie locks the car and puts the keys in the zipped pocket of her handbag. Debbie and Jane and Mimi enter the bar and order one glass of white wine for Jane, and Debbie and Mimi order a lemonade each. They go and find a table to sit at. The bar isn't full of people, mainly a few regulars and a few from out of town, and the decor is light and refreshing and tidy. Debbie and Mimi sit at the table opposite Jane and start sipping their drinks. Jane says, This is a lovely glass of wine, so refreshing after the week I've had. Debbie and Mimi say, Amen to that. Debbie then asks Jane what car she drives. Jane replies, I have a sunshine yellow VW Bug from the early 60s. It has cream interior, but it's got some medium tan sheepskin seat covers on the seats for winter. And heck, she does not like winter. She's been so stubborn for me lately. I have left her at home and either caught the bus to school or braved the icy and slippery walk to school. Debbie replies, wow, your car sounds so cute. I've always loved VW Bugs. Mimi says, I agree, Debbie. I love them too. Jane says, maybe when the weather warms up, I can take you both for a ride somewhere. Debbie and Mimi say to Jane, that would be lovely. Jane then remarks she used to be a punk rocker in her early 20s. She's in her early 40s now, and the scene back then was full of old buses and vans and cars that barely ran, and we hardly had any money for repair, so we just had to hope these vehicles would serve us well during those days. I wasn't in a band or anything. I just enjoyed the whole scene and the music and the clothes, etc. 
Debbie and Mimi go, wow, in amazement, and Jane smiles while drinking her wine. Debbie, Jane, and Mimi spend the next 30 or so minutes reminiscing over old times and drinking their drinks. Jane says, I'm just going to go outside for a cigarette. I'll be back in a few minutes. Jane leaves the table and walks outside and lights up a cigarette. Debbie and Mimi can't resist checking out Jane's ass as she walks outside to have a cigarette. Debbie remarks to Mimi, hey, I loved when you used to do that when we lived together before you moved out and found a place for you and Jennifer and Matt moved in here with me. Mimi replies, yeah, I know you love my ass, Debbie. Wink. Jane returns after her cigarette and says, it's late. Should we head back? Debbie and Mimi nod at Jane and Debbie leaves the table and takes the empty drinks glasses to the bar and thinks the person behind the bar and says goodbye. Mimi and Jane leave the table, walk back to the car with Debbie. Debbie kisses Mimi's neck and says, thanks for tonight. Debbie holds Mimi's hand and says, I'm glad we sorted things out. Jane says to Debbie and Mimi, thanks for spending the evening with me. Debbie and Mimi say, you're welcome, to Jane. Debbie takes out her keys from her handbag and unlocks the car and opens the door, pulls the seat forward, and Mimi climbs into the back. Debbie pushes the seat back and climbs in and closes the door. Jane walks round to the passenger side and opens the door and climbs in and closes the door. Debbie, Mimi, and Jane put their seatbelts on. Debbie pulls out her phone and sends Matt a text to say they're just leaving the bar. Matt replies, okay, babe, see you soon. Kiss, kiss. Debbie puts her phone in her handbag and puts it on the back seat behind Jane. Debbie puts the key in the ignition, but before turning the key, she puts her hair up in a ponytail with the hairband that she just took out from her handbag. Mimi remarks, I love it when you have your hair in a ponytail, Debbie. Debbie replies, thanks. I feel cute tonight. Jane remarks, yes, you do look cute tonight, Debbie. Wink. Debbie turns to look at Jane behind the driver's seat and smiles and says, thanks, Jane. I'm glad you think so, too. I bet Matt wishes he were here with us hotties, Debbie remarks. Mimi and Jane says, say, yes, I'm sure he wishes he was here, too. I hope he feels better soon. Give him our best wishes when you see him. Debbie says, I will do, and thank you. Debbie turns the key in the ignition. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, you started fine for me earlier, Debbie remarks. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, it's late. I don't have time for your game. Star for me. Debbie angrily remarks. Jane says, try the choke. Debbie realizes that the choke was pushed in and pulls it out fully and turns the key again, this time pumping the puddle with her heeled foot slowly but steadily. Chug, chug, chug. Fucking start for me. Come on. Chug, vroom. That's it, baby. Let's go home. Debbie pulls out the parking space at the bar and makes her way to Jane's house. Debbie pulls up outside Jane's house and parks in a parking space. Jane leans over from the passenger seat and kisses Debbie on the cheek and says goodbye. Mimi leans forward from the back seat and kisses Jane's cheek and says goodbye. Jane gets out of the passenger side and Mimi pulls the front passenger seat forward and exits the car and then pushes the seat back and climbs into the passenger seat next to Debbie. Mimi puts her seatbelt on. Debbie and Mimi wait for Jane to enter her apartment and close the door behind her. 
Debbie turns to Mimi and says, I'm glad we're alone now. It feels like ages since we were alone in the car together. Mimi looks into Debbie's eyes and brushes her cheeks with her fingers and then runs her hair through Debbie's hair and smiles and says, although Jennifer has moved in with me, we are just mates. Nothing more than that. And she knows that you and I have a close bond. I just think that we needed some time apart, but I think tonight has lit the spark for me again and I want to see where it leads as I've missed you so much and I want you back in my life again. Debbie remarks, well... Matt and I are just friends as well. He knows how much I love you and would never say or do anything to come between you and I. And I also want you back in my life as well. So let's see where this leads and take it from there. But first I need you to get home and then get back to Matt. I think I will stop at the all night store and pick up some medicine for Matt to help him feel better. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, good idea. Debbie asks Mimi to text Matt and let him know that Debbie is stopping at the store to pick up some medicine for him. Matt replies, thanks, Mimi. Kiss. Debbie puts the key in the ignition and turns it. Vroom. Debbie gently rubs the engine with her heel and looks at Mimi and winks. Debbie's ponytail gently bounces as Debbie rubs. She knows how hot this makes Mimi, but she knows she can't tease her too much as she has to get home to Matt. Debbie forcefully puts the car into first gear and lets out the clutch pedal. The car screams as the tires try to get traction on the gravel underneath the tires bite on the gravel, and the car moves forward, picking up speed. Debbie slams the gear stick into second, and the car continues to pick up even more speed on the tight and twisty roads on the way to the store from the bar. Debbie changes into third gear, not slowing down as she changes gear. Then she changes into fourth and final gear. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, You're such a skillful driver. I love how you manipulate the gear stick. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, Thanks. Maybe I was a rally driver in a past life, but it feels natural to abuse this car sometimes, especially when it gives me trouble. Mimi says, I know what you mean. Debbie sees a sign for a store up ahead and pulls in front of it and stops the car, but leaves it running. She then gets out of the car after grabbing her purse from her handbag on the back seat and walks into the store. Debbie grabs a bottle of cough mixture and a box of painkillers and also some throat sweets from a shelf and then pays for them at the counter. The till person puts the items in a small bag. Debbie takes the bag from the counter and says, have a nice evening to the person at the till as she walks back to her car. Debbie opens the door with one hand while holding the bag of items in her other hand. She hands the bag to Mimi and gets back in the car. Debbie puts her seatbelt on, but decides to take off her heels and drive barefoot. Debbie leans over between the driver and passenger seat and puts her heels on the back seat and turns around and looks at Mimi and says, so let's get you back home. Debbie puts her seatbelt on and gently rubs the car as it's idling roughly. The engine smooths out and Debbie puts the car into first gear and pulls away from the store and heads for Mimi's house. Mimi can't resist watching Debbie's sexy bare feet working the puddles. She's fixated with how sexy her feet are. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, Keep watching. I know my feet turn you on. Mimi blushes. Debbie approaches a stop sign and puts the car in neutral and leans over and kisses Mimi on the lips. Debbie quickly turns back to face the steering wheel as she notices the light has turned green. She slams the gear stick into first. 
releases the clutch and watches and feels as the car judder and hesitate as it tries to gain momentum from Debbie's quick gear change. Come on, baby, don't let me now down now, Debbie begs. The car continues to struggle. As Debbie floors the accelerator pedal with her foot, the car is crawling along but not going any faster. Debbie is bouncing in the seat, trying to help the car get some momentum. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, what's wrong with the car? Debbie looks at Mimi and says, I don't know. I'm losing power and I'm slowing down. I'm going to have to coax it to the side of the road slowly. The car continues to slow down as it reaches the side of the road and stops. Mimi texts Matt to let him know there's been a delay and that Debbie will be home ASAP. Matt replies, okay, thanks for letting me know. Debbie unbuckles her seatbelt and grabs her heels from the back seat and puts them on and then finds the bonnet hood release and pulls it. And then she gets out of the car and lifts up the hood bonnet and puts the hood latch up and has to look for any loose wires or hoses or cables and finds a loose connection on the air filter and pushes the pipe on tighter hoping it won't come loose again. Debbie puts the bonnet latch down and closes the bonnet and gets back in the car and puts her seatbelt on. Mimi looks at Debbie and says, is it fixed now? Debbie says, only one way to find out. Debbie turns the key in the ignition. Vroom, 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 woohoo, I fixed it. Debbie exclaims joyfully. Debbie spends the next few minutes revving the engine and making sure it's idling okay, subtly bouncing in her seat, her ponytail swishing and swaying with each subtle bounce in the seat. Debbie pounds the accelerator with her heeled foot and makes the engine scream, vroom, 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 vroom. The RPM dial goes crazy with each rev. Debbie looks at Mimi and asks, heels off and no ponytail for the drive to yours? Mimi looks at Debbie and says, you read my mind. Debbie removes her heels and throws them on the back seat and then undoes her ponytail and runs her hands through her hair, feeling how soft it is. Mimi leans over to feel how soft Debbie's hair is. And wow, she says, so soft, babe. Debbie winks at Mimi and says, thanks. Debbie says, let's get you home. It's getting late. And I'm sure that Matt is wondering where I am. And Jennifer is wondering where you are. Mimi sends Jennifer a quick text to let her know that she's on her way home and gives her the short version of how the evening has gone. Jennifer says, okay, I'll see you soon, my friend. Kiss. Debbie pushes the choke in as the car is nicely warmed up and running sweetly. Debbie says to Mimi, I promise no more harsh driving. I want to get home safely. I want to see how, I just wanted to see how rough I could be with her. I think I went a bit too far. Debbie strokes the steering wheel and says, no more drama car, please. I just want to get Mimi home and then get back to mine and Matt's place. Debbie puts the car in first gear and gently pulls onto the road and makes her way to Mimi's apartment. Debbie says, damn, another stop sign. We seem to be hitting them all tonight. Debbie leans over and kisses Mimi's lips while they wait for the light to go green. Mimi says, mm, your lips are so yummy, babe. Debbie says, thanks, honey. Debbie turns back to face the steering wheel, and just as the light goes green, she pulls away gently, and the car picks up speed. Debbie smoothly changes into second gear, and then third, and then finally fourth. That's it, baby. Good girl, she says to the car. We're almost at Mimi's, and then we can go home to Matt. Debbie and Jane encounter a few more stop signs before they arrive at, at the turning to Mimi's apartment. Debbie takes the turning towards Mimi's apartment and finds a parking space and stops the car and looks at Mimi and says, thanks for tonight and spending it with me and Jane. I had so much fun. 
Mimi looks at Debbie and says, You're welcome, honey, and leans over and kisses Debbie's lips. Mimi unbuckles her seatbelt and gets out of the car, and then she sees Jennifer waiting at the door for her. Jennifer greets Mimi at the door with a hug and a kiss on the cheek and says, Welcome home, my friend. Jennifer then comes out to Debbie's car and walks to the driver's side and says hello to Debbie. Debbie says hi back and apologizes for Mimi being so late. Jennifer replies to Debbie, No worries. I'm just glad she's home now. Jennifer says goodbye to Debbie and turns back and walks to Mimi's apartment. Mimi and Jennifer enter their apartment and wave to Debbie before they close the door. Debbie pulls out her phone and dials Matt's number. The phone rings and Matt answers with a hello. Debbie replies, hi, babe, it's Debbie. I've just dropped off Mimi at her apartment and I'm just about to leave. I'll be home in about 20 to 30 minutes. I went to the store after we finished at the bar and I picked up some cough medicine and some painkillers and some throat sweets for you to help you feel better. Matt replies, that's so sweet of you. I really appreciate you doing that for me. Debbie replies, well, I want you better so that we can go on more friend dates in the car together because I love being alone in the car with you. Matt replies, I love our alone time in the car as well, Debbie. Debbie says goodbye to Matt. Matt replies, goodbye, Debbie. See you soon. Debbie ends the call and puts her phone in her handbag and puts the handbag in the passenger footwell. Debbie says to herself, I fancy a cigarette and it's been a tough night and all I want to do is get home and relax. Debbie pulls out a packet of cigarettes from the big front pocket of her handbag and puts her handbag down in the passenger footwell. Debbie opens up the packet of cigarettes and pulls out a cigarette and puts the packet in her handbag. Debbie pulls out a lighter from the glove box and lights up her cigarette, rolls down the window, takes a puff of her cigarette, and exhales tobacco smoke out of the open window. Debbie puts her cigarette in her other hand and puts the car in reverse and reverses out of the parking space. Debbie takes another puff of her cigarette and puts the car into first gear. Debbie takes a couple more drags of her cigarette until it's finished, and then she extinguishes it and puts the used cigarette into the car's ashtray. Debbie pulls away in first gear and drives to the end of the road to the first junction and makes a right turn. When the road is clear, she pulls away and heads towards her home. Debbie is greeted by a stop sign, which delays her a few minutes. When the light goes green, she accelerates hard in first gear, the engine screaming for mercy, and then goes up the gears until she reaches fourth gear, and then she cruises along the road smoothly and calmly, with her left hand on the steering wheel and her right arm resting on the door below the window. Debbie loves how her barefoot feet feel on the pedals, and she floors the accelerator, and the car picks up even more speed. Her soft hair blows in the wind as she enjoys the drive back to hers and Matt's home. Debbie takes the turning towards her home and finds a parking space outside her home. Debbie unbuckles her seatbelt, puts her heels back on, and grabs the bag of medicines and opens her handbag and puts the bag of medicines in and zips up her handbag. She grabs the coursework folder from the back seat and opens the car door. She exits the car with her handbag and the folder, and then she locks the car door. She walks to her apartment and opens it with her key, and she walks in and closes the door behind her. Part 2 Debbie walks into the living room where Matt is lying on the sofa with a blanket over him. Debbie opens her handbag and gets out the bag of medicine supplies and closes the handbag and puts it on the back of the chair. Debbie walks over to Matt and puts her hand on his forehead and says, Oh, honey, you poor thing. Debbie opens the box that contains the cough mixture and unscrews the lid and pours the right amount into the container provided and passes it to Matt. 
Matt sits up and opens his mouth and pours the liquid from the container into his mouth and then swallows and says thank you to Debbie. Debbie smiles at Matt and puts the blanket away from his shoulders as he's feeling hot and he can't relax. Debbie goes into the kitchen and gets a wine glass from the cupboard and gets the bottle of wine from the fridge and pours it into the wine glass. She puts the wine bottle back into the fridge and grabs her glass of wine and walks back to her seat and puts her glass down on the table beside her and sits down and removes her heels and crosses her legs. Debbie takes her phone out of her handbag and checks for messages. She sees a message from Jane thanking her for a wonderful evening and attached to the message is a picture of her and her VW bug wearing nothing but a pair of flip-flops with the caption, my car won't start for me. Debbie forwards the message and a photo to Matt. Matt's phone pings and he opens the message and goes, wow, that's hot. Debbie says, yeah, and Jane seems to be really nice. I enjoyed spending time with her and Mimi at the bar. Matt replies, I'm glad you had fun, babe. Debbie replies, me too, babe, but I really missed you and I'm sorry I was so late getting home. The car died on the way to Mimi's. The air filter was playing up, but I fixed it and we had no more issues. Matt replies, well, I'm glad you're home now. Debbie's phone pings again and it's another message from Jane with a short video clip of her bouncing and begging while naked in her VW bug with the caption, come on, baby, start. Mimi sends Jane a text with Matt's number so they can chat if they want to. Mimi sets up a group chat with Jane and Debbie and Matt and Jennifer so they can all text each other and call and send videos and photos, etc. Debbie takes a sip of her wine and relaxes in her chair and is starting to get turned on with the messages. She removes her tops, exposing her shapely breasts. She sips more wine and caresses her nipples with her other hand, and they're all getting hard. Mmm, I love when my nipples are hard, Debbie says under her breath, as not to disturb Matt, who is resting on the sofa. Debbie finishes her wine and takes the empty glass into the kitchen and puts it into the sink. Debbie walks back into the living room and sits back down on the chair. She hears Matt stirring and grumbling and goes over to check he's okay. Matt's still feverish, so Debbie gives Matt a couple of painkillers and a glass of water. Debbie says to Matt, I'm going to have a shower and get dressed into my nightwear. I won't be long. Debbie goes into the bathroom and has a quick shower and then goes into the bedroom and puts on a t-shirt and shorts and ankle socks and then grabs a couple of pillows from the bed and takes them to the living room and puts them on the chair behind her head and then sits down and rests her head on the pillows and drifts off to sleep. The end. <laughs>